This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So after last episode, I decided that we really should talk at least a little bit more about psychocybernetics. As I went over, there's so much in this book that is valuable, especially when you understand the law of attraction and are acquainted with some of its great teachers. If you then come back to psychocybernetics, you're going to probably benefit from what Maxwell Maltz is talking about in a whole new way. And it's certainly a book that is worth rereading and you know going back to again and again. But one main point that I thought I should emphasize that I touched upon last episode and want to expand upon some today is what Maxwell Maltz and then Matt Fury, who is the head of the Psycho-Cybernetics Foundation today, both talk about really well. And that is using your imagination and visualization in this very flexible way. And it, it seems strange to say, but visualization, the way that Neville talks about it, and even the way that someone like Joseph Murphy talks about it, oftentimes can seem difficult in the sense where we're unable to evoke the imaginal scene in the way that we want. And we end up forcing it and using effort and not relaxing and not feeling imaginatively open and expansive. And because of that, the brilliant techniques of Neville and people like Joseph Murphy often do not work that well. And, you know, one reason that I often say that The Power of Your Subconscious Mind is a better book for beginners who are getting into the law of attraction than Neville's stuff is because Murphy besides just having a lot of good visualization techniques, also gives all these other practical law of attraction techniques that are easier to implement, easier to relax and utilize in your life than some of the recommendations that Neville gives. Neville's recommendations sound incredibly easy, but we often find when we actually try to do them that they're a little bit more difficult and that some of the recommendations he gives are very difficult to actually pull off night after night or day after day when we're trying to do some of these visualization exercises. And of course, Neville did not just recommend doing visualization. He also recommended, you know, using whatever you can to evoke the feeling, including saying stuff like, isn't it wonderful? Oh my God, this is perfect. It's over, whatever it may be. So again, this is not a criticism of Neville and his approach to visualization, or anybody else for that matter. Neville continues to be probably the most interesting visualization teacher um, that I've ever encountered. But Maltz is a heck of a lot more practical, for a lot of us at least. And he's just going to change your whole way of looking at visualization, in my opinion, at least for many of us. So many people are going to find the stuff that Maxwell Maltz and Matt Fury talk about in terms of visualization helpful if you already are familiar with what Neville is talking about, because there's more flexibility. And as we went over last episode, there's a lot more flexibility in terms of quote-unquote failing, because failure is how your creative mechanism gets feedback and then secedes. You fail your way to the top. It's not really failure unless you look at it like it is failure and you quit. But if you don't quit, you fail your way to the top. So I I just wanted to read an excerpt from Psycho-Cybernetics 
from the chapter called Imagination, the First Key to Your Success Mechanism. You know, Maltz talks about so many things in this book, but this is one of the key things he talks about. And he recommends doing this type of exercise for a half an hour each day and similar exercises um, for that length of time. But, you know, Matt Fury and others, and even Maltz himself, say, you know, there's you can lean into this and gradually get into doing it for longer. Matt Fury really emphasizes and makes the great point that even if you spend five, ten minutes a day doing some of these visualization exercises, they can have a profound impact on your life. So don't think that you have to do this for a half an hour if you just feel like you can't find a half an hour to do this type of exercise, okay? Malt says, your present self-image was built on your own imagination pictures of yourself in the past, which grew out of interpretations and evaluations that you placed on experience. Now you are to use the same method to build an adequate self-image that you previously used to build an inadequate one. So in other words, we have a tendency because of our cultural upbringing and all these other factors and influences to imagine negatively. And now we're going to learn how to imagine more positively. That's what Maltz is talking about. Maltz says, set aside a period of 30 minutes each day when you can be alone and undisturbed. Relax and make yourself as comfortable as possible. Now close your eyes and exercise your imagination. As I just said, if you can't find 30 minutes or if you're just starting out doing this, you don't have to spend as long. You can spend 5 or 10 minutes to begin with. And if that's all the time you can eke out each day, then just do 5 or 10 minutes. But, you know, if you can find 30 minutes or longer, that's terrific. In regards to relax and make yourself as comfortable as possible, there's many ways of doing that. Uh, Maltz touches upon some of those ways in this book. What I like to do, what I've talked about at length, is vibing out, like I talk about in The Joy of Not Thinking. You can relax your body, for instance, and just let the thoughts be there and don't judge anything. And if you do this for a little while, five, ten minutes, you're going to just notice that your thoughts don't have to matter, right? And you're, if you feel more relaxed, your thoughts aren't controlling you, okay? You know they don't matter. When you're in that state, you can just vibe out in that way, but you can also then utilize your imagination more effectively in the way that somebody like Neville describes, but also in the way that Maltz is about to describe, if you want to. And uh, the way that Maltz is about to describe is more flexible and pliant, Maltz says, many people find they get better results if they imagine themselves sitting before a large motion picture screen and imagine that they are seeing a motion picture of themselves. The important thing is to make these pictures as vivid and as detailed as possible. You want your mental pictures to approximate actual experience as much as possible. The way to do this is to pay attention to small details, sights, sounds, objects in your imagined environment. You know, if you're familiar with Neville or Joseph Murphy's advice, this all is very familiar to you, these recommendations. Malt says, one of my patients was using this exercise to overcome her fear of the dentist. She was unsuccessful until she began to notice small details in her imagined picture. The smell of the antiseptic in the office, the feel of the leather on the chair arms, the sight of the dentist's well-manicured nails as his hands approached her mouth, etc., Details of the imagined environment are all important in this exercise because for all practical purposes, you are creating a practice experience. And if the imagination is vivid enough and detailed enough, your imagination practice is equivalent to an actual experience insofar as your nervous system is concerned. Okay, this is, this is a huge point here. 
instead of trying to evoke an imagined scene, an ideal imagined scene, and being unable to do it and beating yourself up over it, as inadvertently happens a lot when we're trying to apply Neville's visualization advice, for a lot of people at least, Maltz is saying you are in this relaxed, imaginative state creating a practice experience. In another part of this book, he calls it shadow boxing, you know, to prepare for a fight, and then you get into the ring. Uh, but it's practice. And what's fascinating is if the imagination is vivid enough and detailed enough, your imagination practice is equivalent to an actual experience insofar as your nervous system is concerned. That's huge to realize. Maltz writes, The next important thing to remember is that during this 30 minutes, you see yourself acting and reacting appropriately, successfully, ideally. It doesn't matter how you acted yesterday. You do not need to try to have faith you will act in the ideal way tomorrow. Your nervous system will take care of that in time if you continue to practice. So this is all just practice that we're talking about. Just practicing, joyfully relaxing and practicing your ideal. Practice, gentle. You make a mistake, a quote-unquote mistake, no problem. You're just practicing. Relaxing into what you want, the details of what you want, feeling it. Maltz says, see yourself acting, feeling, being as you want to be. Do not say to yourself, I am going to act this way tomorrow. Just say to yourself, I am going to imagine myself acting this way now for 30 minutes today. Imagine how you would feel if you were already the sort of personality you want to be. If you have been shy and timid, see yourself moving among people with ease and poise and feeling good because of it. If you have been fearful and anxious in certain situations, see yourself acting calmly and deliberately, acting with confidence and courage, and feeling expansive and confident because you are. Again, this is all very familiar to us if we're used to hearing uh, you know, visualization recommendations from someone like Neville or Joseph Murphy. It's just, I think Maltz is talking about it in such an open way where there's just zero pressure that it's really helpful. And this next paragraph is very, very important as well. Maltz writes, This exercise builds new memories or stored data in your midbrain and central nervous system. It builds a new image of self. After practicing it for a time, you will be surprised to find yourself acting differently, more or less automatically and spontaneously, without trying. This is as it should be. You do not need to try or make an effort now in order to feel ineffective and act inadequately. Your present inadequate feeling and doing is automatic and spontaneous because of the memories, real and imagined, you have built into your automatic mechanism. You will find it will work just as automatically on positive thoughts and experiences as on negative ones. Whoa, that is deep stuff. Deep stuff. And the thing is, instead of using all this spiritual sounding language about God and your imagination and your ideal image and all that stuff, Moss is just saying, we're just training our nervous system through our imagination to feel good. 
in that we imaginatively learned to feel ineffective and act inadequate, and now we're imaginatively learning how to feel good and to respond in the way we want to respond. You will find it will work just as automatically on positive thoughts and experiences as on negative ones. And there's no pressure to do it. There's no pressure while you're doing it. You just relax into it. And what's so cool, and Matt Fury talks about this some, you know, Matt Fury talks about dealing with trauma in this way and going back to traumatic events and imaginatively, uh, you know, changing them or, as Neville would say, revising them. This is a great way to do revision, you know, if you're into doing revising. It's also a great way to explore with really far out stuff. Like this links with uh, IFS, Internal Family Systems, the Richard Schwartz model of therapy, which is like a very effective and profound form of, of therapy. And it links so well with what Maltz is talking about here. And there's all these other modalities that probably link well with it too. So this is gently working with your imagination, relaxing and working with your imagination in a way that it just doesn't have the pressure that people put on themselves when they do Neville's advice sometimes or Murphy's advice. I could talk about this for a lot longer. Let me know uh, if you want me to. Email me and um, perhaps I'll expand upon it at some, you know, some future time. But I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. Be sure to check out this chapter, Imagination, the First Key to Your Success Mechanism in Psycho-Cybernetics. And just start start playing with this if you want to. If you like to do visualization at all, this is worth experimenting and playing with. And as I said, there's a lot more than just visualization techniques in this book. There's a lot in this book. But the point is that Psycho-Cybernetics is, is really worth applying in whatever way suits you best. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode.